0: So this week I have a very exciting uh, first interview with Teresa Marisa. Um, She's coming to us to talk about Mercury retrograde. I just want to do say a couple things. Uh, First of all, we do talk a little bit about creating some incense cones and (laughs) teresa mistakenly says card away but she actually means caraway i will put all of the information on the recipes and uh the spell in this week's show notes so uh please excuse our little bit of audio issues that we've had I'm going to learn and things will get better episode after episode. So I appreciate your patience and I hope you enjoy. This is Teresa. Um, Teresa and I met at Anahata's Purpose and have been Marco Poloing back and forth ever since. (laughs) And um, she's been helping me with some astrological questions I've had. And today I brought Teresa here to talk to us. About Mercury and retrograde. All right, so take it away, Teresa. Tell me
1: about yourself. So my name is Teresa Marisa. Um, I have deemed myself the eclectic energy witch, um, <laughs> and what I mean by that is I just have a lot of things that um, I'm into that like kind of f- my witchcraft in a way. So, like for example, like when I was on Kim's podcast, I was telling her like on my main altar table. I have a statue of Hecate, uh, the Mother Mary, uh, a fairy. And then on the other side, we have Carnunos and Buddha and Ganesh. So it's all and that's me and my roommate. And we all we just have like a very open view on things. We take what we like and we leave the rest kind of thing. So um, what I do business wise is I... I'm deeply fond of like creating beautiful spaces for people to help them to connect with their path and their greatest, highest good. Um, So I do like astrology natal chart readings. I do oracle card readings, Reiki healings, and assisted spell work. Um, I also create like wire wrapped jewelry um, and work with crystals in that sense as well. And um, my business name is Love From Within. Which I've been working with for a while now. Uh, we're not brick and mortar yet, but that's the dream uh, and the goal to get to that. So,
0: okay. Does Love From Within have um, any socials you'd like to share with me?
1: Sure. So my Instagram uh, is Love From Within underscore L I uh, like Long Island because that's where I'm from. If you couldn't just hear the way I said Long Island, Long Island, Long Island. <laughs> Um, And then I'm also on Facebook at Love From Within as well. Wonderful. Thank you.
0: Let's start with, well, let's just dig in here. Tell me what is Mercury retrograde?
1: So from a physical standpoint from planet Earth, Mercury retrograde is technically an optical illusion. Um, It makes it look like Mercury is spinning backwards through the sky because of the position Um, of Mercury from Earth. So it appears to be moving in reverse. This happens about three to four times a year. And uh, it's also just important to note that there is a shadow period for mercury retrograde as well which is about two weeks before and two weeks after so i feel like that's why mercury retrograde always seems like it's so freaking long (laughs) because not only is it the 20 to 30 days that it is in retrograde but we also have the two weeks before and the two weeks after so you know this is uh so it's important because it's an important like transition period for people. So like the two weeks before prepares us for what's to come. And um, then the two weeks after it uh, gives us the time to like integrate and kind of look at what we've learned and look at what we've experienced and kind of reflect on it and um, see where, you know, where it took us in that time frame. So since Mercury is all about communication and how we learn and take in knowledge, um, it stands to reason that it's like a time where there is a lot of mush mouth, <laughs> as we know very well from <laughs> from all of our Marcos that we're always like, Bleh. <laughs> mm-hmm um but also it does create a lot of confusion for people and just like kind of like overall change in general i feel like it's really just a time of like revamping and um it is a you know it's a great time for all the rees you know to revisit old people or rework a project you've been focused on, reexamine your plans or your relationships with people. Um, you know, refocus your goals, refocus your business, and reclaim your power. But also, it's a great time of rest too. So it's also like completely messes with technology and also traffic and travel and stuff. So I always make sure to tell people to give yourself enough time when you're going places, especially if you're going on a long trip, like make sure you lay out like enough time so that you're not, you know, hitting traffic and then being upset and pissed off that like you didn't leave on time and all of that stuff. So it's definitely a practice of patience.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it sucks pretty much because we're just realigning and uh, our path where we're realigning our path and Mercury is essentially going back in time and letting us have a redo. So by it like appearing like it's spinning backwards I look at it as we're going back in time and we're able to reassess everything that we need to reassess and if there's old friends that we want to reach out to we can and do all of that stuff if that makes sense.
0: It does. And you actually make it sound much more positive than um, I think most people feel that it is.
1: (laughs) And that's because of the curveballs. Nobody likes growing pains, right? And we don't like to be uncomfortable. So uh, even though it is a, a huge time of uncomfortability because of that, I feel like it also really just shows us what we need to learn and what we need to grow and the next steps that we need to take. Right. Wonderful. So
0: it does seem like it's always happening. Like we're always in retrograde. How many times a year do does Mercury go into retrograde or does it change?
1: The retrogrades happen about three or four times a year, Um, and in 2021, it was January 30th to February 20th, and then again, May 29th to June 22nd, and now the current retrograde we're in is September 22nd through October 17th. Um, I did also look up the ones for 2022, so for everybody listening, they can be prepared for next year because this is the last retrograde of the year. Um, so in 2022, we're looking at January 14th through February 4th and then May 10th through June 3rd and then September 10th through October 2nd. And then the last one is December 29th through January 18th. So it kind of goes from 2022 to 2023, um, And they usually last anywhere from like 20 to 30 days, but also you have, like we were saying earlier, you also have to keep in mind the shadow period of it too. So that kind of adds another two weeks on both ends. So really, if you're counting the shadow period, it's almost about two months that you're dealing with the energy of Mercury.
0: Goodness me. Well, everyone please uh, grab a piece of paper and write that down so that you can be prepared and get
1: yourself ready. Buckle up, (laughs) up,
0: ladies and gents. Buckle up.
1: Exactly.
0: So I have a couple questions from my other listeners um, who you also know. Um, (laughs) The first question is from Tabitha and she would like to know if you have any tips or tricks for getting through retrograde.
1: So the biggest thing I would have to say is just be patient with yourself and others, which I know is 10 times easier said than it is done. Um, But these things are going to come up anyway. So just be gentle with yourself during the uh, time of Mercury retrograde, but also the shadow periods as well. So we're going to be facing a lot of emotions during this time. It's not only emotionally releasing, but it's challenging. Like these are challenges that are going to come up for you. So if you're prepared for it, you know, ahead of time, you can put in the right, um, Put the right things in place for yourself to make sure that you are gentle with yourself patient you're taking the time to rest realign reassess and honestly it's a great time for journaling so that's also something that i uh had as well is kind of recognize the changes that you're going through and reflect on them Uh, With through journaling or connecting with somebody you love or a wellness counselor or a therapist or, you know, somebody that you feel comfortable talking to. It's a great time for shadow work. Uh, Not that anytime isn't a great time for shadow work, but (laughs) especially during mercury retrograde. And um, I would also say cleansing your space before and after uh, with ingredients that aid in communication and like calming and just peacefulness in general. And also one of our beans, Coco, gave us a really nice incense blend that she made for mercury retrograde um, that she uses Sorry, I'm grabbing my phone Um, (laughs) that she uses during this time to just make sure that she is in a good line of communication, but also good headspace as well. So I'm just pulling that up. Wonderful. Okay. So Coco's recipe is rose for self-love and self-forgiveness Lavender for calming an overactive mind, which monkey brain is so real. Um, <laughs> cart- <laughs> That's what my mom calls it monkey brain. That's amazing. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> She's cute. Um, Cardaway for communication and the throat chakra. Marjoram for happiness and joy amidst the chaos. Uh, Black Mayan copal resin, which regular copal resin would work well as well. Uh, But that's for the conjuring of Archangel Raphael. So Raphael is actually uh, one of the archangels of communication and travel. So During Mercury Retrograde, if Archangel Raphael is somebody that you use within your practice, he is a good person to pray to and to communicate with and just let your feelings be known and to call to you during Mercury Retrograde. Uh, Rosemary oil for energy. And she also put that that was spirit's choice when she was making the blend. And then star anise for psychic shielding and travel as well. Awesome.
0: So I did um, reach out to Coco as well, and she kind of let me know how she actually turns it into an incense cone. So I will share that with you. Um, she, she blends it up with her mortar and pestle until it's powder. And then um, she'll add the oils enough to make it so that it's moldable. Then put it in her mold. Stick, uh, you have to poke a hole in the center so it'll burn well. But then you can either bake it in the oven or put it out in the sun to, to dry and cure before you can burn it.
1: I love putting it in the sun. I feel like that just makes it so much more magical. Not Absolutely. that the oven isn't magical because, you know, kitchen witchery is a real amazing thing. But uh, I'm a Leo, so I just love and I just love the sun. So <laughs> right? Well,
0: for those people who do, the sun is a is a great uh, asset to use. For sure. I'm definitely more of a, I'm going to use my oven kind of person just for sheer getting it done faster. Right. (laughs)
1: Absolutely.
0: I'm kind of a Veruca salts. I want it now.
1: (laughs) I feel that on a real level as well.
0: (laughs) This one is from Melanie and she wants to know, does having mercury placements on your natal chart affect how retrograde affects you? And doesn't matter where your placements are.
1: Okay, so everybody has a Mercury placement. So, depending on what zodiac sign it's in, and if Mercury was in retrograde when you were born, it may have more of an amplified effect. Um, For example, this retrograde was in Libra, like I mentioned earlier. So someone with a Mercury in Libra may find this to be a very transformative time for them. Lots of big changes, lots of in-betweens. But if someone has a Libra in Mercury and they were born during a retrograde... I feel like it's more of a time of balance and rest and intuition for them, like they may feel a lot more connected at that time and more normal than they would during like a normal during uh, when Mercury is direct, as opposed to retrograde. And that's also pretty much for anybody that has Mercury in retrograde in their chart. If it is in the sign, it may be a little bit more amplified at that time. Um, But if anybody is born with a Mercury retrograde in their chart, retrogrades are more of like a time for peace for them. And when Mercury is out of retrograde, which is called being direct, um, in my opinion, I feel like it's more of a time of. chaos. (laughs) chaos. <laughs> uh-huh. So for people that have that, they may feel a little bit better during retrograde. I'd like <clears throat> to meet some of those people. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't met <read> any yet. <laughs> I actually, my, uh, one of my students, uh, cause I do private classes as well. And I teach workshops like at crystal studios and crystal shops and stuff like that. So one of my students has a mercury in Gemini in retrograde, Um, and she definitely feels the effects of retrograde in a different way than we do. And since Mercury is ruled by Gemini and Virgo, anybody that has those placements, um, If they were born during a retrograde, definitely more of a time of calming. If not, definitely more of a time of chaos. So like for me, I'm Mercury in Virgo. So usually during retrogrades, things tend to be a little bit more chaotic. But because I know what to do now during a retrograde and how to keep my cool, I feel like for me personally, it's not always as hard as it seems. You know, like from the outside looking in, like when I look back on it later, I'm like, well, I really learned a lot of important lessons during that time. Nice.
0: So again, it's important to be prepared and to keep your cool, as you say.
1: Yes. Also, it does matter what house Mercury is placed in, in your natal chart. So in astrology, uh, in the natal chart, there are 12 houses. Each house represents like a different facet. Um, Of yourself. So that may affect a particular area in your life, also depending on what house it's in. So a really great website to look up your natal chart is astro-charts.com. It's really aesthetically pleasing for me, um, which I need. I need something that looks aesthetic more than like just kind of like calculated, because the aesthetics help me understand it better. Um, but so when you go on there, you need your name. Your well, you put your name in. You don't necessarily need your name, but I like to save charts, so I always put people's name, um, their birth location, so the town of the hospital you were born in, um, the birth time, so the time you were born, and your birthday obviously I
0: am going to have Teresa do my chart and actually she's going to come back um, in a later episode and we're going to discuss both my chart and my youngest daughter's charts and maybe try and compare and figure out why we communicate the way we do
1: absolutely I would love that. I can't wait. I love doing podcasts. They're a lot of fun, Um, even though I say, um, and like a lot, and I always listen back to it. And I want to count how many times I say like, I try to be so conscious of it, but I'm just a valley girl at heart. So I can't help it. (laughs)
0: Um <laughs> that's fine. We love you anyway.
1: Oh, <laughs> thanks. I love you too. Um, so also Amberly, I just wanted to say that I did have a second to peek at your chart. And I saw that you have a Mercury in Taurus and also your sun sign is in Taurus, right? Yes. So since we're not a hundred percent sure on your birth time, I believe that it is in your third house based on like playing around with the times of the, of the birth time that you gave me. Mm -hmm. So the third house is the house of low level communication. So what that means is it's like the house of the people that you communicate with on a day to day basis, like your family, your coworkers, your friends in our Marcos, like the people that you talk to every day. So with it being in Taurus, I feel like you're the, uh, like communication with people around you kind of grounds you a little bit more Um, and you love to like learn and teach and communicate and all of that stuff So with that, being in communication with people is kind of what really like feeds your soul in a way, because not only can you help yourself through it, but you also help others. Um, And you like to take care and pay attention to what the person is saying. And you truly listen to people before speaking. Um, So with that Mercury being in the third house for you, um, and with it being in Taurus, it kind of puts like a very important emphasis on communication for you because so Taurus is very much like uh, very loving very like romantic like in a sense kind of person but they're mm-hmm. also very stubborn and they also do not like to be told what to do um, yeah. so <laughs> through the communication that you give to other people and through you being able to lead in a way, um, is really uh, something that would be super beneficial for you. So during Mercury in retrograde, um, communication for you, it might be a little bit harder for you to express yourself during those times. Um, It may be a little bit harder for you to put your foot down. And you may kind of look back at the things you said and kind of reflect on the conversations that you have with people. And just in a way, I would say just assess what you're saying And I, but what you know, what the thing is is that so I also try to when I'm doing chart readings, um, I go off the facts, but I also go off my intuition as well. So, based off of my intuition, I feel like with Mercury being in Taurus once again, and especially during retrograde season, it's harder for it may be harder for you to express how you feel, but you're always stand your ground and stand in your power. So it's important for you that even if you're feeling that way at that time that you still go and express it and you still do what you would normally do. Does that make sense? It absolutely makes sense. It
0: definitely does.
1: And I feel like you definitely have like a leadership quality. So being in a field where you are the leader and you're able to communicate yourself to people and you're able to lend advice and lend an ear and lend a hand is something that is super beneficial to you. So doing the podcast, doing your Scottish games, being a mother like it's uh, it all feeds your communication and your need to learn and your curiosity and all of that stuff. So I think what you're doing is really great and it really aligns with your path for sure
0: that's so interesting because you know I do value time alone but if I'm alone for too long I like lose my mind um the last time my whole family was gone when we were living in our other house I actually like met all the neighbors because I just couldn't not talk Right.
1: Yeah, because Taurus, like, even though they are a very, like, chill and relaxed, like, uh, zodiac sign, and they want to hang out on the couch and eat good food, they also just want to be in company with people, you know, and even though you need that time to rest and reset and nap, you also need the time to be equally balanced with communication with people.
0: Yes, that absolutely, totally makes sense. I'm actually, I, I'm going to be interested to hear what my dad has to say about this episode because (laughs) and my and my mom she's probably going to be like yeah Amberly, that's why you were so difficult
1: (laughs) (laughs) well i actually think that you might be an aquarius rising so that might have to do with it
0: (laughs) yeah i think that's i think that's correct so i mean it'll be interesting to sit down and and hear more about all of it
1: when also just one more thing i'm sorry to interrupt you but i wanted to say because i'm really excited about it (laughs) is that you also have an aries moon i know we're going to go over this in our in our next episode but this will be just a little taste of your chart (laughs) but you have an aries moon and so do i and so does kim so we're all just aries moon sisters
0: (laughs) oh i love it i love it that's wonderful aries moon sisters Yep. um My my dog is in the other room telling me that I need to stop doing this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even hear him. So you're all good. Because
0: he is not pleased. (laughs) (laughs) And and I'm not, I was going to record in my closet to like keep the noise down. But I'm just in my room and I think it's been
1: okay. It sounded fine to me.
0: Okay, good. Um, Because I really don't want to block myself in the closet. Like, that's weird.
1: (laughs) I know. I I listen to this podcast. I'm a huge fan of The Office. So I listen to Office Ladies. Uh Uh-huh. And during the pandemic, they were both recording from their closets. So when you said that, it made me laugh.
0: (laughs) Well, I think that Kim records in her closet sometimes,
1: too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: so yeah i'm glad that this worked out and i don't have to do that and hopefully when i go back and listen to the audio my actual microphone worked and not like my apple microphone
1: everything sounds good on my end so i think you should be okay you sound very clear so wonderful awesome well um
0: thank you so much Teresa, for spending some time with me today i appreciate you
1: Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun and I always enjoy talking to you. So, I will come back anytime.
0: All right. Well, sounds good. I think that we might bring you in maybe November or December.
1: Great. Sounds good to me.
0: Awesome. Well, you have a great evening and I will we'll talk again soon.
1: All right. Great. Thank you, Amberly. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> meow, bye. <laughs>
0: All right, everyone. Since today's episode is all about Mercury and retrograde, and Mercury and retrograde causes so many communication problems, I thought that I would share a spell that will encourage communication. Um, Sorry if you can hear my my paper rumbling in the background. I have paper because I need to read my notes. Um, So I created this uh, communication spell jar spell. In conjunction with my daughter and my friend Tabitha, they both gave me some ideas. So I hope you all enjoy it. Um, as with any spell work, you can add in or take out anything that you want for your ingredients. If you don't have some of the ingredients, that's okay. Like, for instance, for herbs, rosemary is a good all-around herb, and it can be used for any intention. Clear quartz can be used for, in replacement of any stone, and a white candle can be used uh, in place of any other color. Really, it's just all about intention. It doesn't matter what you put in. Just put your intention in there, and then, I mean, it, it does the same thing. So this one has a lot of ingredients. Again, take take out or add in if you like. Catnip you will need for love and happiness. Calendula for healing. Chamomile for peace. Rosemary for mental clarity. Amethyst to promote harmony and absorb negative energy. Quartz to turn negative into positive. Rose quartz to encourage affection. Not infection, affection. Um, (laughs) Copper to help conduct communication because copper is a great conductor. So um, listen, I know that seems like, how am I going to get copper? But you can buy a roll of copper wire for like $5 and just snip off a little piece every time you need to do a spell like this, and it will last you forever and ever and ever. And those are available at craft store. Probably Walmart has them. But so that's how you can get the copper if you don't just have it. Um, and then you're going to need an incense stick. Or, I mean, if you use charcoal incense, that's fine too. I'm not a fan. So, the incense you're going to want is either juniper, cedar, or Palo Santo. All three of these are associated with the throat ch- chakra, which is obviously where our communication comes from. Um, and then for your candles, I'm giving you three choices on colors orange. Uh, Was actually an intuitive choice from my daughter woodsy. I asked her what color she thought I should do and she says I'm feeling like orange is the right one Um, Which is actually It's normally For creativity, but that's okay Um, If she felt like that was the color then I I wanted to put it in here because maybe she's right on this one Um, Of course you can use white uh, Because everybody tends to have white candles and they're easy to get and cheap Um, Or you can use blue, which is a color associated with the throat chakra. Uh, You will also need a small piece of paper and a pen, uh, preferably a blue pen, um, some salt, and a small jar or jars if you want to make more than one spell jar. So what you're going to do is you're going to start with lighting your candle and then light your incense and with the incense you're going to want to cleanse all of your ingredients and the jar while you're cleansing just think of your intention of clear communication and um visualization is really a big part of my practice i don't know if you could tell yet (laughs) but i'm all about the visualization um i think that's a great way to put your intention in something um, so now, after you have cleansed all of your ingredients, you're going to take your small piece of paper and your pen, and you are going to draw the JBO rune, which is super easy. Um, you can look it up. It's G as in George, E B O, or it's really just an X. Okay. You're going to draw this JBO rune, and while you draw it, you're going to visualize uh, clear communication pathways. I chose JBO today because of how it relates to communication issue. It is the rune of joy in relationships, uh, fair exchanges, uh, especially in things like contracts, uh, fair exchanges, you know, talking, uh, generosity, sharing information, seeking and receiving mutual respect in interactions, and growth of trust. Um, so I got all of that information from a little bit of runes by Cassandra Eason. I'm not sure, uh, how it managed to work out that I used the same author two weeks in a row. I didn't do it on purpose, but I, I enjoy this little book. It's great for, it's not super in depth because it's a little bit of runes, you know, it's an introduction to, to Norse runes. So, um, if you're interested in runes and are just starting out, I absolutely recommend that book. it's It's a short read and not overwhelming. It is published by Sterling Ethos, if that helps. Um, okay, so you are going to draw the JBO rune on your piece of paper, visualizing clear communication channels. Then you're going to want to fold your paper and set it aside. And then starting with a layer of salt, you're going to fill your jar with each ingredient stating as you do so what each ingredient is for. So love and happiness for catnip, healing for calendula, um, et etc. et cetera. I will post each ingredient and what it's there for on uh, the socials today. So after you have filled your jar... With all of your ingredients, you're then going to want to put your folded paper with the jabber rune on it in uh, last and then close your jar. You're then going to seal your jar with wax. You can either use wax from the candle or you can use sealing wax uh, in whatever color you feel. Um, I would recommend blue, but uh, any color that feels right to you will work. Um, As you seal your jar, make sure to continue visualizing those clear communication channels and visualizing the sealing as the sealing of your intentions. While the jar cools, while the wax cools, just sit with your thoughts. Sit with how you want this jar to assist during this crazy mercury and retrograde time. Or anytime. This can be done anytime there's a communication issue. It doesn't have to be during mercury retrograde, but... I just know lots of us have been having a hard time communicating. So anyway, side note. Um, Then you're going to want to place your jar somewhere in your house that gets the most use, like your living room or your kitchen or your dining room. Um, Or you can do several little jars and put them in each room that would require communication. I'm guessing the only room that wouldn't need it is the bathroom. Shouldn't be too much communication going on in there. Anyway, my friends, I'm so glad that you came to visit me today and listen to my podcast. And I would like to say a big thank you to Teresa for being my first special guest. And I hope to see you next time.